I get to see the first round, I believe, but two and three, because where I'm at, probably not. But I'll I'll catch up. I know Jerry will hook us up on Saturday. Um, well, we've got we're gonna be we're gonna be sitting there on um Thursday, and I'm gonna have a two hour show on Thursday, man. So I'm going we're gonna be going through the picks and and uh, thoughts. I don't know how long Jeff and and uh, Mike who've been recently on, back on the show are going to hang, but I'm going to talk about the picks for two hours. I'm going to hang two hours for the show um, quite naturally, not be able to get through all the picks, but for most of them. And uh, hopefully mm-hmm. we get to our pick, uh, meaning Texans, and I think you you guys picked just before us. Uh, so Well, we, and, we just gave up that pick, though, because that was part of the deal for for, for, for Josh Norman. Two no. first round picks, if I'm not mistaken. No yeah, way. I believe it was two first round picks. You I ha- believe you guys it was have two it. first round picks. No, 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 no. Josh Norman was a was a unrestricted free agent. Oh, that's correct. That's correct. We don't have to give up a pick for him, but no. uh, they get a compensatory pick because it's he was sure an unrestricted free agent. It's sure not the first okay. pick. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was thinking we got him when he had the franchise tag. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, well, and um, since that's a Friday morning for me, I, I will be on that show most definitely uh, watching from my office. Uh, I just need you to do what you need to do to get me on that hotline bling. And... Uh, yeah, that's Friday morning for me, so I should be able to view that or or uh, participate in that if, mm-hmm. God willing, nothing bad happens because uh, trouble comes at, at my station. But now one of my really troublesome persons is gone. Gone. So we'll see what, what happens. happens. Oh, I'm helping that person uh, start a new life. Outside of our, our career field. So, oh, really? Yes, and I'm very happy to help them go away. But, oh, wow. uh, like that, huh? oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that off air. We'll talk about that okay. off air. But, um, we got that. Now, I'm a big MMA fan, and this, this, uh, weekend, Today, my guy, John Bones Jones, steps in the octagon with somebody that's just as tall as him, just as big as him, but not quite as seasoned as he is. And uh, Mr. St. Crew, interim light heavyweight title until the current champion, D.C. Daniel Cormier, uh, gets healthy. So John Jones faces him, but that's not even the talk of the town. The talk of the town is Conor McGregor, the Irishman, who has, in all of UFC history, the last three cards he has appeared on pulled in the most money in in, uh, UFC history. Now, he beat... 
Brock Lesnar at the gate, and uh, there's some rumors that, you know, he's doing what he's doing so he can get more money. We're going to talk about that. Matter of fact, we're going to lead off with that. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've got a great show for you. I know this was a long intro, but it is what it is because I haven't been here in a while uh, due to other issues. But uh, <laughs> let me tell you, shut up, JT. Shut up. I was <laughs> I in Japan. All I'm doing is laughing. I've been. I want you to choke I on, choke on it. I, I have, have been but, but you can do the show without me and just talk about me. But that's no fun for you. Exactly. Hour you and a half. I, you don't have to be an hour and a half. You don't have to be an hour and a half. Once you said it as an hour and a half, that's the way the show is, an hour and a half. You don't want uh, 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 to silence things. for a half hour or whatever. I don't like. Oh, no, 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 no. Put, it's, putting the show up it's not silence for a half an hour. Excuse me? It's not. It's not silence for a half an hour. It's all it is. Once you hang up, you hang up. The show ends. It's not a half an hour of silence. Oh. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So if if, if we were to end the show right now, that would be the entire show. And, you know, we could redo a whole new one. So. Okay. Okay. But. My bad. My bad. I would. How long we've we been doing this? Five, six, five, five, about five, six years, and and I and yeah. I'm just realizing that. Hello. Hello. <laughs> now who's the <laughs> old person now? Well, but, um, hey, I gotta tell you, I'm more experienced. Let me put it that way. Okay, more experienced. Whatever. I've seen a few, few more years than you have, so I got I, I uh, I'm that allowed a few more, that is true. a few more, a few more, a more latitude. Let me put it that way. A little latitude. That is true, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, exactly. A little latitude. JT Not, has seen many no more moons. Oh, he got the attitude, too. But um, my birthday is coming up. But, you know, it is what it is, man. What did I tell you? My birthday is, 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 is before yours. What can I tell you? Your birthday is not before mine. You're not in May. Oh, my God. Wow! Now, oh, yes, who it is. Is, it sure is. now who is old it, now? Who is old you're turning now? Older. Victor. Who you are turning old older now, than me, Victor. You are turning who's old? Whatever. Are you standing on the chair again? I, I can yes, see. Yes, I you. am. Good. I'm glad you. <laughs> I want you to be able to see me because come Cinco de Mayo when I'm celebrating my birthday. Think about me. Let me put it I, that way. That's why. My that's bag. why I am who I am. That's why who I am I what I am. You. I'm born on a day All that right. uh, the Mexicans uh, uh, celebrate their freedom. Think of the mile. Party day. But you're you're not Mexican. That 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 that's that's okay. I see why Donald Trump wants to send you somewhere. I'm joking. <laughs> I joke. I kid. <laughs> I kid. Oh man! Oh man! Uh, we, I, we can, we, I, I gotta say this: we can do a three-hour show on Mr. T. You know that, right? Oh, oh we, yeah, I know, I know, brother, I know. <laughs> um, I gotta let everybody know the quality of my voice is not that great because my microphone crapped out on me. 
What? So, yeah, dude. Um, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I've, I've had this longer than you've had yours. What What are you doing? Well, it's the, the USB connection just crapped out, and i got to figure out a way to get the mic plugged into my uh, mixing board and get my mixing board plugged into my laptop. That way I can use it through the XLR cable. But the USB um, connection, for some reason, somehow um, broke, and now it won't work that way. On the back huh? of the mic? On the back of the mic? Yeah, on the bottom. Yeah, on the bottom of the mic. So really, um, you had a, something that you that you or or whatever. Wow, you must be manhandling that thing. Wow. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I put it away, but then my wife likes to just throw stuff. You know how? Well, let me not get into that because yeah, that yeah, could be yeah. another three-hour show. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, but I, I, I have mine sitting on a. Um, a matriculating arm. Um, well, I so, just bought a new one. Same way that you have, where you can clamp it down, or and and uh, or screw it down to something and let it hang from a scissor arm. Yes, exactly. And, and I can move it around yeah. and, and give me a different angle and whatever else. So it's, it's sitting on my on my desk. It's not. Um, if anybody messes with it, it's me. Let me put it that way. No need for anybody else yeah. to deal with it. You say that now until the wife comes in, but no, no, uh, no. yeah, I just my I just ordered one like that. Doesn't deal with it all, so it's, it's it is what it is. It's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. I can sit there and move it around and make it comfortable, so I can do what I need to do and don't have to worry about any of the connections because the connections are never disturbed. They're all they're, they, once I plug it in, it's in, and and unless I unplug it or do something physically with it, it's not going to happen. So. Um, you got to get it with the times, man. Try I just, I just Come on, man. You, you, you didn't hear me over your Latino mouth there. Uh, See, I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I just ordered one. I just ordered one. So. But anyway, okay, let's Victor. get back to, to whatever. Victor is Victor. Victor. The V sounds like a B. Yeah, with a, with a B. Big, big, big door. MMA and fantasy baseball been very, very good to me so far. Uh, not quite. You're still behind me. So, not let, for let long. You, whatever, whatever. <laughs> this has been a rough week for me, but oh, let's let's, let's has discuss. It. Let's discuss Conor McGregor, um, uh, and his really announcement of. Yes, we have to. Um, his tweet about, you know, leaving the sport of MMA. However, um, he has since come out saying there's no way he's going to retire. And because of that tweet, Dana White and Zufa pulled him from the upcoming UFC, uh, I think it's 198, uh, card no, where he's supposed 200, 200 yes uh, UFC 200 card where he was supposed to um, rematch the only person to defeat him uh, in <laughs> calm down <laughs> Nate Diaz and uh, he did he made him tap he made him tap um, now 
at first people were thinking, well, Mr. McGregor was, you know, a little bit afraid of, of Diaz again. Now that Diaz had a full training camp as opposed to 10 days to uh, prepare for him, um, and he still lost. Uh, but people were afraid that or thinking that McGregor was uh, not feeling too confident um, mm. about it. Then it later came out that Dana said that uh, McGregor didn't want to come do the media junctions and everything like that. So he decided, well, could be, could be. Um, so therefore he pulled him from the car. It's not like he had to defend his title uh, or anything like that. And he threw but, his fit. Well, that's, 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 some people say that's what happened. Um, and then there were the issues of uh, the tweet, how he put it. Thanks for the cheese. You know, I think I might retire. Da 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 da. So, in response to all this getting pulled from the card and all that, McGregor comes back and says, "Don't be mistaken. I am not retiring." Because Dana said, if he retires, he's got to give the belt up and all this other mess mm-hmm. for a different weight mm-hmm. class. Now he threw a hiss. He threw a hiss. He, he didn't throw a hiss. The man who Dana or Connor realized. He wasn't bigger than the game, and the game got to him. Dana White said, you ain't bigger than the game. You want to quit, go right ahead. But you, you, the belt's coming back my way, and somebody else is going to get it. So he had well, a that, sudden change of heart. No, 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 no. no. Got, a little they, humble. got a little humble. Now, I'll tell you. A little bit I'll tell you. Like, I, I don't think that was the case. I think, um, and the numbers prove it, that – McGregor and his people, along with uh, some sports analysts, pointed out that in boxing, in boxing, the main event folks get 85% of the gate, okay, on top of what they've already been contracted for, right? In MMA, in MMA, the MMA fighters get 35% combined of the gate. So what does that mean? That means that let's say Floyd gets 85% of the gate, uh, then, um, <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. Along with, thank you, along with um, whoever he's fighting, mm-hmm. 85% of the gate. <laughs> well, in MMA, Bless you. thank you, thank you. Hello, hello, I lost you. Oh boy, here we go. Well, let me put it this way: um, I'm, I can't hear you, Victor, and I, I don't know what's going on with your mic or what you're using, but I cannot hear you. Uh, 35% of the gate, you say that it's an MMA. That means it's a big ripoff that these fighters are only getting um, uh, getting really shortchanged. Uh, and Dana White is reaping the benefits of it. Dave, well, all right, I'm going to let you talk for a second as I clear my nose. Go ahead. Okay. 
and and uh, that that's a shame. Um, these guys, it, I don't know if they put themselves more out there than um, boxers, but I got to believe that they put themselves out there as much as boxing, let me put it that way. Maybe even more because of the phys- physicality of MMA. And to only get 35% compared to what a boxer gets, 85% is um, outrageous and downright um, robbery. Well, put it, it, it is. Than you got you to think about it, too. Not just 35% versus 85%. You got to think about the fact that 35% is split through every person on the card versus the main draws getting 85% of the entire gate. So if I'm drawing, if I'm Conor McGregor and I've drew, let's say, at the gate in, in four fights, uh, I drew $80 million. Let's just use that number. Out of that $80 million, 35%. No, let's use $100 million. Let's just use because it's even a good number. So yep. out of that $100 million, $35 million is split between every person on a card. And there's usually about, we see, what, five fights on a, on mm-hmm. a main card. Then you see right. another five fights on the undercard. And then about three uh, in, or, or four on the preliminary, right? So that's 10, 10, that's 26 people. 26 people mm-hmm. that are splitting 35 mil down after taxes, right? After now, taxes or before? You get 35 mil, but then they see it so mm-hmm. all that other mess so let's let's and and then zufa keeps the other 80 uh the other 65 mil after taxes maybe what whatever it is but it's it's substantially more than the fighter and as you said mma fighters take on more of a risk than boxing because why there are head kicks. There are grappling. Arms are broken. Legs are broken. Knees are broken. Um, the physical nature of the sport more so detrimental to a person's health than boxing. So I can understand. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <clears throat> that is so. That that is that is so criminal. That is so well, criminal. That, but that's the point that Connor is, and this is what came out. I want to say um, about a day or so ago when they showed the numbers that, okay, fine. Connor, he's trying to renegotiate his contract so that Mm -hmm. he can get that type of deal like Floyd, like, you know, boxers get because we got to realize something. John Jones became an instant sensation and a big time millionaire, right? Doing stupid stuff, messing with career, yada, yada, yada. And yet, just like any other athlete, their main money is, is produced through endorsements. But what the UFC has done is they've taken away 
the ability for these uh, fighters to endorse while fighting. <clears throat> Excuse me. They signed a huge contract with Reebok. So now fighters in the UFC cannot come into the octagon with any apparel other than Reebok apparel. They can no longer have banners made advertising their sponsors. So in the past, let me ask you something. If yeah. they're wearing, if they're yeah. wearing uh, Reebok attire, Reebok attire. I'm sorry. Are they getting a cut of that? The fighters. Uh, they get right. some cut, but no, no. I'm here. Okay. Hello. Yeah, they. Yeah, get, I'm here. They get some portion of it, but how much I do not know. It is substantially lower than what the big name fighters get. Like, you know, John, uh, what's my girl, Ronda Rousey, um, even McGregor. McGregor is on the cover of, uh, he and, and, and Ronda on the cover of the new UFC uh, game. So they get money for that. But the that are brokered by Zufa and UFC that money is theirs. They can dispense with it however they want. And, you know, they just like with NCAA football, whereas the football players were trying to get some money for using their likeness, well, right. Zufa gives, they give the fighters a portion of the money, but not a, not a lot for that. You know what I mean? Because not every fighter sure. on the UFC roster is on the game. So well, what about, what about the, the headline? What about the ones with the main, the main, main event? Yeah, they don't get a they they get a they get a cut, but not that big of a cut. Like like I said, John Jones, I believe, got the he and Ronda had the biggest portion of uh, that Reebok endorsement deal because they have personal endorsements with them as well. Um, now again, I can understand McGregor's issue. Okay, look, I'm in there getting, I'm fighting, I'm beating people up, I'm getting beat up. I lost my last fight. Okay, fine. So what? I didn't lose my title because it was a totally different weight class. But if you're going to tell me I, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble and you're going to find me because I'm training for this upcoming fight and I don't want to you know, leave my training camp to do the publicity for it, with today's technology, today's technology to me says I should be able to go ahead and do a Skype or, or some type of video conference during a break of my training instead of flying from, uh, I think he's in, in Scotland or in Ireland, somewhere like that, training to come do all these promotions. I mean, I, I think you should be able to do that. You can do a teleconference. You can do all types of things. And I think that's where, you know, McGregor is at this point. He's like, well, you're going to take my money away from me because I can't do this, I can't do that? Well, you know what? I'm I'm your biggest draw right now. I'm your biggest draw, and I'll step away. I believe uh, one of the... Uh, one of the money management journals did a review of what happens if Colin McGregor leaves the sport. 
and it was it was like okay the stock for Zufa will plummet. They did a hypothetical, and it it kind of proved out because when John Jones got in trouble, the stock started to take a dip. But at the same time, that's when Colin McGregor started to come up and and be a force in UFC. When Ronda lost the title to uh, Holly Holmes, it kind of bumped up a little bit too because it was like, well, there's excitement. Somebody finally defeated Ronda. You know, it was just like if Floyd Mayweather had lost. People that weren't interested in boxing anymore became interested in boxing. But Floyd didn't lose, so, you know, it is what it is. Um. But that's 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 the story that I have at this point for Colin McGregor. Um, but what do you have to add to that, Jerry? Um, nothing, man. I, I um, let me put it this way: I think he uh, wussed out, um, and I understand. Uh, I think if he wanted to. Hmm. He had no leverage, in my opinion. He really, in my opinion, he had very little leverage because he's getting a what's getting a return match against the guy um, who took his title away. And, no, he didn't uh, take his uh, title. He beat him. He beat him, but he well, didn't me, fight for the title. Oh, okay. Well, he beat him. Let me put it this way. And the fact is, he he shut his mouth up uh, quite a bit because the way he, he the way he went about it, he made him submit, which is probably the worst thing. That could happen to that type of fighter in Conor McGregor, and mm-hmm. I think he used uh, the part that he didn't want to do the promotion, uh, promote promotion side of it, to back out of the fight because I think he was, in my opinion, a little uneasy about getting back in the ring with the same dude that made him submit. Um, I don't I don't care what he says, it, that's what it looks like to me. Um, and probably uh, quite a few other people, including Nate Diaz. Now he's got to, um, like I said, eat a little humble pie, get a nice little um, big piece of that pie, and try to recoup um, uh, where he stands in UFC because of the fact that now uh, he got called out on what he thought he had, leverage he had and now he has to take a back seat and, and uh, reevaluate where he stands in UFC uh, and with Dana White. I didn't like the guy anyway because he talked too much. And, and uh, uh, he was he you didn't was, like somebody to talk too much. What he he, talk, he was he, he was he he was way over the top, way over the top. Are you kidding? And, me? No, he was way over the top, and you could you could see that. It was only a matter of time. It wasn't like the, he was undefeated. He, he has gotten oh, beaten before. He had gotten beaten before, so it wasn't like he hadn't tasted defeat, and he was he was talking, uh, going up against a guy and moving up in weight class, even though the guy hadn't fully trained like a normal fighter would for a fight like that. And that's just to goes to show you. If he gets back in his ring, and that's why I say he was a little intimidated by this guy, regardless of what he says. Because this guy didn't have the full uh, time to train, and he still 
made him submit. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, he, it was he had his 15 minutes of fame, and now he's trying to get it back. He'll get it back now. Nate Diaz is not any slouch. He's not slouch by any means. This dude is a world-renowned um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu individual who loves to fight. And he can fight. Um, but if he has an advantage, as he did in that fight, with going to the ground and doing uh, jiu-jitsu and getting you in submission, he's been known to do that as well. Because the Diaz brothers are 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 cocky and 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 just out there, um, but those boys, both of them, can slug with the best of them and prefer to slug. Uh, but if they get on the ground, their wrestling and jujitsu are top notch. So you know, um, I think Colin, he got caught and. Uh, his back got taken, and then he got submitted. Now, is he scared of, of Nate? I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't say that. I, I don't think he is. Um, but at the same time, Nate Diaz getting a full training camp in to prepare, that 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 is dangerous. That is very dangerous. We'll see what happens. Um, Colin's not going to fight on UFC 200. Uh, we don't know when he's going to fight next. He did not retire. His contract with UFC is still in place. Um, but you never know when he decides to uh, leave UFC, just like Ben Henderson did. Ben Henderson uh, is now in Bellator, which is uh, a competitor of UFC. And Ben Henderson is a very, very talented kid. Um, his last couple fights, he didn't do too well, but uh, he's a world-renowned mixed martial artist who is giving Bellator a, a chance to capitalize on his name and his abilities. So we'll see what happens with Conor McGregor. Does he um, fight out his contract in the UFC and then go to Bellator and then make a huge splash over there? Because... He's that good. I'm not going to lie. At at the weight class that he has the title, Colin McGregor is that good. Um, there's no doubt about it. I, I, there's no way to say, okay, well, he's too cocky and he can't perform. Um, but that's just like saying Floyd would go up five weight classes and still be that dominant. It It, it wouldn't happen. It would not happen. One, if Floyd went up five weight classes, he would not retain the speed that he has in his current weight class and so on and so forth. But it is what it is. I'm recently haven't done it quite a long time. At least I haven't done it quite a long time. I'm going to take a break. Yes, I am. When I come back, we're going to discuss a little NFL action. And uh, we already talked about it at the top of the hour. But Josh Norman is now in the Burgundy and Gold singing Hail to the Redskins. We're going to talk about their new secondary. We're going to talk about some free agent moves uh, that I know Jerry has been following. 
Um, we're going to talk about this upcoming draft. Who is going to be number one? We know number one and number two are going to be quarterbacks now. We know that. But which one will go number one? Who's going to be number three? Okay, going down that list, we're going to go to the top ten projections for this upcoming draft and why we think they should go wherever it is they're going. We're also going to touch on our fantasy baseball teams. So stick and stay with me. It's your boy, Mr. FSP, along with his homeboy, JT. We'll be back in un momento. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FSP himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry the Master Taylor will go over the weekend sports, prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash B-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. FSP to you is back along with anything but Mr. FSP to you. That would be Jerry Taylor. Uh, He's a hater, but I still love him anyway. We have some interesting, interesting actions going on in the NFL. And let's talk about those, JT. Um, So we have the Tennessee Titans trading their first overall pick which is the number one pick in the NFL draft, to the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. So the Los Angeles Rams come out and say, well, this gives us an opportunity to uh, to judge which of the two quarterbacks we want to pick in two weeks. It gives us two weeks to do some homework. Okay. So about a week or so later, Philadelphia – decides to pony up to the second overall pick. And they're going to take the leftovers. They're going to take the leftovers, presumably, in this draft to get uh, whichever quarterback's left. Now, the deal is this, ladies and gentlemen. This is a defensive-heavy draft. The players on defense are abundant in the draft. So to move up so far, both of these teams decided they needed to get make sure that their quarterbacks 
that they felt were going to lead them into the future, the next 10 to 15 years, had to happen now. So Cleveland trades out, and so does Tennessee, and they both get a boatload of of draft picks this year, next year, and a few in uh, the third year. In a sense, doing what the Redskins did to get RG3, which, I mean, nobody's saying it's a bad move, but you can never know who's going to pan out. The last kid from California that played quarterback, I think he did pretty well in the NFL and still is doing pretty well. He fell in the draft. He had to spend his first three to four years. Yeah, had to spend his first three or four years studying behind uh, Brett Favre, but I think he did pretty well. Now, this kid coming out of California is supposed to be just as good as RG, I mean, not RG3, as Aaron Rodgers, but he won't have the luxury. Well, what I'm saying is supposed to be, but he doesn't have the luxury of learning behind a great quarterback because he's going to be thrust into the limelight. The current quarterback, I believe, for the Los Angeles Rams signed a one-year tenure, and he's going to be, I guess, the groomer for this young guy if he doesn't uh, take the job out and out uh, in in training camp. I'm really, really interested in seeing what happens with Geoff and and the kid from South Dakota. Not Geoff, Golf. Golf, I'm sorry. Golf, I apologize. It's going to be an interesting situation because the Rams moved up to get him, and the Eagles moved up to get what's left over. I mean, I can imagine the first two picks being like less than three minutes. I that's that's my thought because uh, there's no point in in taking it down to the wire. Nobody's going to move up to the second pick and pay a king's ransom like the Eagles did or um, the Rams, they're not moving. Well, let me, let me jump in here for a minute, Victor, because the last time the first two picks got traded, the number three pick got traded also. And and besides these teams like the Dolphins and the Eagles and the Rams and the Titans and the Browns and, and, and uh, uh, I don't know if I'm leaving the team out, made moves like this. I got to believe that this is going to be one of the more interesting drafts ever uh, because I think there's going to be a lot of teams that it's going to decide to either move down or move up um, more than normal, quite naturally more than normal because the first two picks have already been um, uh, traded already or excuse me already. And uh, I'm thinking the, Chargers are probably trying to do the same thing uh, of teams that are further down in the draft that want to move up so they can accumulate picks just like the uh, Titans and the um, uh, the uh, Browns have. Uh, and uh, it, I, 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 I'm really, you know, I'm more excited this year of who's going to go where and what the teams are going to do. Uh, the teams that made the moves got uh, garnered all those picks, um, and the teams that are still 
waiting in the weeds, making waiting to make moves on draft day. Um, where does uh, certain certain players wind up? I'm really interested. Uh, I've said this quite a while ago. Um, just like you said, this is a defensive heavy draft. It's also uh, a heavy in um, in my opinion uh, offensive linemen. Um, I think there's more offensive linemen and, and quite naturally players on the defense than quality players on the offense. Uh, one of the slowest um, times for in the combine for wide receivers, so I think it's just a bad bad um, class of wide receivers. Not real bad, but not a real settled class of wide receivers coming out of here. Um, um, but I think this is above average class of running backs coming out of here. Um so on the offensive side of the ball, I think running backs are um, what you need to get at in this draft. And quite naturally, everybody with that marquee, that big dollar player in the quarterbacks, that's, that, that's why they're going to be going one and two. But uh, I think there's going to be some quality running backs um, that are going to be taken in this draft. I've said it all along, Victor, and you know me very well because I'm, I'm a big running back guy. And I've always believed in tending, taking running backs in fantasy. Um, there's going to be a and, – and, and I still think the running back is a viable um, – in, in fact, even more viable because the, 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 the um, uh, uh, lack of quality um, quarterbacks. So a lot of teams – and I said this three, four years ago when, when – uh, three years – at least three years ago when, when Seattle – was having to run with a serious defense and running the ball football. It's a copycat league. Getting stellar defense, run the football, just like you saw what happened in this past football, uh, in the last three football um, Super Bowls. For the most part, they try to run the football and play sound defense. Um, and if uh, – and, and everybody's seen that formula. So they say it's a passing league. But I'm telling you, and, I, and, and people just pay attention. Everybody has to have a quality running back to, to, to protect the the lack of a quality quarterback play. Well, I'll tell you this: that speed does not equate to a good performance at the wide receiver position. Speed only says you have the ability to get open, not catch the ball. We can look at James Jett or maybe even Willie Galt. Willie Galt was probably better, but we can look at James Jett. All the speed in the world. Track guys don't necessarily make the best football guys. Um, now, I think that the hands of the wide receivers in this draft are pretty good. You know, I think you have but some have some guys that that is true. That is true. If you have if you have if you have DBs that are quicker than the wide receivers, then that's going to be a problem. Well, that's why you look at a player like Jerry Rice, a player like Michael Irvin, who might not have had the best speed, maybe not the best speed, but they have the ability to get open on short routes and and find holes in the zone. Now, if we're going to look at defenses, okay, 
not too many teams play man-to-man defense now because they only have one decent cornerback. So they'll play a, a, a combination of zone-man defense, zone-blitz defense. But at the same time, you know, you're losing a person like Megatron, okay? Yeah, the last couple of years have not been stellar for him, but you're losing a guy like him in Detroit, and you're left with Golden Tate as your number one receiver. Now, the past couple of years, he's done well, but that's because people keyed on Megatron. I guarantee you that Golden Tate will not have the type of year that he's had the past couple of years. I can guarantee that. But, again, I don't think speed is going to be the key factor because we, the Redskins, have Deshaun Jackson, like you were just saying, but our quarterback can't throw him the ball. Oh, sure he can. Absolutely can. He, he can't get him the deep ball. Let me put it that way. He has failed to do so. He has – Kirk Cousins, I like him. I do. But he is not a deep-throwing quarterback. Deshaun Jackson is a deep threat. But you, as you saw this past year, Deshaun Jackson had 35 catches. 35. And he's getting paid. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's the quarterback. So we can say you can get the speedy guy all day. A receiver, but if the quarterback can't get him the ball to take advantage of his speed, then there's a problem. We'll go to like Mike Wallace. Everybody in the NFL pretty much knows Mike Wallace is a nine guy, right? Well, he left Minnesota this year and he went somewhere else and he said he's glad to have a quarterback. Bridgewater, I'm not knocking him. A precision passing quarterback. But when your supposedly best receiver says it's good to have a quarterback, and then he clarifies that by saying uh, he wasn't talking about Teddy's arm or nothing like that, but the deep ball is it was missing. That says something. That really does. So. I agree with you. This 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 uh, draft is going to be pretty deep with the running backs. And my choice, I wouldn't pick a kid out of Ohio State over the kid out of Alabama. I wouldn't. The reason why is because – now, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm I, like, uh, I like – I believe his name is Elijah. I can't get – I can't remember his last name. I like Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, I like him. However, I prefer the 6'2", 227, 230 guy that is a bowling ball and has some speed, who this year didn't have the best offensive line and still did well, versus the six-foot guy that's about 210, 215, who, yes, he played in the Big Ten, and, yes, they, they run the ball a lot, and that's the thing. He has a lot of tread already on his tires. That's the only thing. 
That's the only reason why I would pick um, old boy out of Alabama over Ezekiel because the tread, the bulk, and, you know, uh, to me, to me, I think Urban Meyer kind of, I think he, he took a lot of the good, solid years off of Ezekiel because he took a pounding in a lot of games. I can remember a year or so ago when Alabama played, um, uh, I forgot who it was they played in the national championship game, and they were losing. Not Alabama. Yeah, it was Alabama, I think. They were losing to Alabama. And they were running Ezekiel like crazy. And then finally, in the second half, after all that running, it wore him down. And he finally had like 200 some yards rushing. But he ran the ball like 25, 30 times. And that's what he did during the season. Plus, he caught the ball out the backfield. Now, dig it. He's a better overall threat. But durability-wise, I'm I'm saying he's he's not going to have a long shelf life. Um, and I believe the comparison science, sports science made with uh, old boy from um, from um, Alabama. The the comparison was that he's built like and runs like Eddie George, and I like that. That's just me. I like a Eddie George type runner. Um. I don't mind a scat back or or the smaller back. Uh, I don't think Ezekiel's a Melvin Gordon who needs a a great offensive line to be good, and that's why Melvin Gordon will never be good in the NFL, at least in San Diego, because they don't have a good offensive line, a good running offensive line. He needs to go somewhere that has a huge offensive line. But I think – one of the two guys are going to go to Miami. I really think so. Why? Because Miami needs a better running back. Lamar Miller's gone. They tried to get uh, C.J. Anderson. It didn't work. They don't want to invest any money in Arian Foster. Ray Rice, probably never going to play in the NFL again. You know, players like that, they're not, they're not going to focus on them. They're going to go after either Zeke or old boy from Alabama. And I'm going to tell you, if they go after Zeke, if they go after Zeke, he's going to be like the Same stature, same running style, except a rookie. They need that big back. That they, if they're going to go in the single set, you know, the single backfield set and have Landry and all those other guys out there, they need that big halfback that can just carry people. And um, that's what I think. So we're going to say real quick before we go to the next subject, um, let's go over your top five picks or top ten picks for the, for the draft as you see it. Um, oh, wow. Caught me off guard with that one. Um, I told you before the break that's what we were going to do. Uh, 
Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. I know. You don't even care what I say. It's not. It's so, not that. Yeah, it's it is. not that. It's yeah, it not is. that. Um, so, who do you have the Rams picking with the first overall? Well, I have the Rams picking Mr. Golf. Um, uh, I think he's probably the, the the best fit for that. L.A. He's an L.A. guy. I mean, he's a California guy. Played for Cal. Um, they need a big splash, uh, and they're probably going to take. Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, Jared Golf. Um, I think the um, uh, Eagles, quite naturally, they if the Rams take Golf, then the uh, Eagles take Carson Wentz. Uh, Philip Rivers has gotten beat up. Uh, they can go two two different ways here. They can go and, and get a uh, a DB in their, their, uh, in Jalen Ramsey uh, to team up with Barrett in the defensive backfield for San Diego. I think they go offensive line. I think they go offensive line. Relax. Is this me or you? Thank you very much. I think they uh, go sorry. to uh, Laramie Tensel. Supposedly, uh, from what I see, is that the he's a um, ten-year starter, uh, potentially Pro Bowl offensive tackle to protect Phillips Rivers. Um, now, the wild card is what is your boy Jerry going to do? I mean, Jerry Jones. You got two defensive linemen that are um, suspended for the first four games. I think it's the first four games. Um, and they basically don't have a pass rush. Does that tell tell um, Jerry uh, to take uh, 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 Joey Bosa or a pass rusher? Does that t- tell him to take uh, the running back that you really don't like from Ohio State and Ezekiel Elliott uh, behind that? Uh, massive offensive line that they had, and they ran so well when they had the Marco Murray uh, a couple seasons ago. Or do they take a defensive back in Jalen Ramsey? Um, that I mean, I think they trade down, dude. I think they trade down. Uh, I, I think they, I think they go to to Joey Bosa. Uh, I think they need need somebody for a pass rush. Regardless, of, get these guys back. Uh, they need somebody to, to get uh, a pass rush uh, to stop the other passing game, stop the opposition's passing game. So I think they go uh, in that direction. But I wouldn't be surprised if they take Ezekiel Elliott here because that's he's a top ten talent in my opinion, without a doubt. Now, if they if that's the case, then what does uh, the number five pick in, in the Jacksonville Jaguars do? Uh, so I say that Dallas takes Joey Bosa. All right. That leaves Jalen Ramsey and Miles Jack sitting out there. They're not going to take a running back. So it's a, it's a toss-up of Miles Jack, regardless of what they, they're saying about his knees, uh, and, and uh, um, Jalen Ramsey. Passing league. Uh, do they take the outside linebacker or do they take the defensive back that can also um, move to safety if needed? I think they take the best player available at that point, and that's in my opinion, Jalen Ramsey uh, um, at the number five pick. Then we go to the um, 
Baltimore Ravens, who definitely need a help on the defensive line. Um, they need a lot of help, but they do need a pass rusher. And that tells me that uh, they have a choice of Miles Jack or DeForest Buckner. I take DeForest Buckner on the defensive uh, side of that. Uh, I know they need they could use an outside linebacker and Miles Jack, but I think they they need more uh, floats to um, DeForest Buck- Buckner. Uh, and then there's a the curiosity if San Francisco stays at seven. I'm going to go only going to go to the Giants, which is ten. Um, do they take an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, or do they um, take a quarterback here? Um, since they have so much quarter, quarterback controversy going on in uh, San Francisco, and it may not be a, a quarterback in, as in Colin Kaepernick, he may get traded on draft day. Who the heck knows? But I think, I think they take. A, I think I think they don't take a quarterback here. I think they take an offensive lineman to protect because Colin Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbert had a lot of heat on them. Heat on them. Um, and uh, that didn't help their offense uh, running or pass in the passing game. So I think they take the other good offensive lineman at, in this point, and that's Ronnie Stanley. Now comes Cleveland. Cleveland's got a lot of lot of uh, picks. They got a lot of needs because uh, Hugh is building this from the bottom up. Well, I'm going to go off the grid here, and and I may be crazy, but you I are. know Hugh Jackson. Okay, I know Hugh Jackson. I touted him. You know, I really like Hugh Jackson as an offensive coordinator, and now he's again a head coach. I absolutely love his offense, and and, and he's he may be predictable, but he's unpredictable also. I'm predicting this. Hugh Jackson loves to run the football. Absolutely, that's his base of his offense is having a bell cow running back and be able to run the football. If Ezekiel Elliott doesn't get picked in the first seven picks, I'm thinking a perfect spot for him to drop down and take in, in, in the, uh, um, a stud running back to help his quarterback and then worry about the other picks and getting offensive linemen. But you want the best player on the board, and you want someone that's going to fit into your offense the best is your running back, and, and which is Hugh Jackson's main focus when he, he's calling plays. I like Ezekiel Elliott to fall here. Um, so so let, let me break this down real quick. Mm-hmm. So you say mm-hmm. the Ohio State guy stays in Ohio. Um, they yep. spend their first-round pick on a running back after last yep. year getting Duke Johnson and all those other cats. Now, I got it. Duke, last year, Duke they're, Johnson, they're – Johnson is not Ezekiel Elliott. He's not even close. Ezekiel can do it I all. I got it. I got it. I got it. So they have about three running backs there already. Um, that means somebody's got to go. I, I know, I know. Okay. But here's the deal: if RG three is if RG three is going to be the quarterback, and mm-hmm. if uh, because he's in competition, quote unquote, with uh, McCown, mm-hmm. uh, is he 
Ezekiel does provide a good uh, read option type running back for him. Why? Because he did a little bit of it in Ohio State. Um, But he also lined up and could smash it. Now, Cleveland, they lost a couple of their offensive linemen to free agency. That's true. You don't think that Cleveland... You don't think Cleveland's going to try to protect RG3? He's gave him a three-year, what, $20-something million contract, $15 million guaranteed. There are offensive linemen. Look, the top two offensive linemen. Look, let me put it this way, Victor. Um, if those two top offensive linemen go, or it's Cleveland, I think, is not done moving up and down the draft. Okay. But if they stay at eight, in my opinion, since the first two teams that I've got have taken – the so-called, in quotation marks, the top two offensive linemen, um, they take the running back and worry about the other uh, uh, moving back and forth uh, and getting a offensive line offensive line help further down the line. But you're trying to take the best player available to fit what you want to do. And even though uh, um, a – Somebody on the defensive side of the ball would be available, such as a Miles Jack or whoever. Um, I think they would take the running back because the fact is Hugh Jackson's offense is based on a running back that can run the football and do everything. Um, yes. And this, this, and this guy is the perfect fit for what he wants to do, especially with a read option quarterback. Alfred Morris, when uh, they were using RG3 in the read option, um, had a huge year. Huge year. Because well, well, the, the, dual threat, yeah. the dual threat of the quarterback. And I think that Hugh Jackson wants to run the football and they're going to play defense. Um, and now, and now, not, really, not really put too much pressure on whatever quarterback um, they have in that position. And at this point, it may be RG3. It could be someone else. Who knows? It's a co-open competition. So let me get through this, but and then yeah. you can talk, talk, to me about, talk to me about eight, number eight. Number nine is I got to go back. I got to go back. I got to go back. Okay. You mentioned somebody. Mm-hmm. You know Alfred Morris plays for the Dallas Cowboys now, right? So they're not getting a running back. They already have their big banger behind that offensive line. So Zeke may be there. I understand that. And I, that's why I said. That's why I said that. But I don't think they're going to take a running back. I, I mean, it, it, that that's why I said the Cowboys were a wild card because you never know what they're going to do. I think they're going to go to a pass rusher because they're hurting in that position. They're really hurting in that position. Um, and they, and if, if you take a Bosa or somebody like that up there, more like Bosa, high energy guy, high guy that that's a good pass rusher. They need somebody like that, um, and possibly go doing the second, third, fourth round uh, another running back. Alfred Morris is a one-trick pony, and you know that he's a one-trick pony. Hands a hands a brick, hands a brick. No, you don't. You you, you know for the, you, you for sound the like a you, you sound like you sound like a offensive. Offensive coordinator or head coach or maybe a GM from the nineteen uh, uh, 80s. 
that the, good, the running back that the, that the running back doesn't need to catch the football out of the backfield. This is a passing league. Your running back has to be a dual threat. Absolutely. If you you, you know, I understand that a lot of teams do a running back by committee, and it's like uh, tele- telegraphing what you're going to do from one play to the next. You bring a court running back in here. You have a running back that runs the football two two downs. He can't he can't catch the football because he he has hands of stone. So you you bring in a quotation marks third down specialist, a guy that uh, can catch the football. Not not a better runner, but he can catch the football out of the backfield. So that's dictating what the defense is thinking. Okay, we got a guy. Now we got to worry about this guy catching the football. He's not going to run it. He may run it every other time, but most of the time he's going to catch the football. You get a running back that's a dual threat that can do both things. Now the defense is on edge. They don't know exactly what's going to happen. They don't know if they're going to throw it to the wide receivers, tight end, or throw it out to the to the, and the flat to the uh, to the running back. That's 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 dictating to the defense what you're going to do. Not the defense dictating to what you can do on the offense. So that's why I'm saying um, Alpha Morris is a one-trick pony. If they had Zeke Elliott, Alpha Morris could be a nice backup. Hello, he could be a nice backup. We're going to run the football. You, you always need quality backs. Run the football and have a, a running back that's a dual threat versus one that is a single threat running the football. That's all he does. He can run the football. You want to be able to You want to be able to be diversified on your offense. And part of that diversity is having your running back not be a one-trick pony. Number 9. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think they go on cornerback and Vernon Hargraves falls right into the lap. He's he's a Florida Florida um a, a Florida player and he doesn't have to move move that far. Going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the New York Giants like big big players, like big boys. And they need help on the offensive line. Um I think they, they go on the offensive line with uh, Jack Conklin, who's a nasty, nasty uh, uh, offensive lineman who can uh, run block and, and also pass block So uh, for Michigan State. That's my top ten. You can you can chew it apart all you want, but that, that's how I feel. I'm going two, 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 two. Nah, I mean, listen, I'm not knocking your, your picks. I'm just adding – the thought process behind uh, what I feel is going to happen. I think there are going to be a couple more trades. I think Jerry Jones is going to trade out of that position because he has Alfred Morris and somebody like Hugh wants to come up or come back up to get Zeke. Now, I don't think he's going to jump all the way back up to number three because they were number two. Now they accumulated a lot of picks to move up to number three just to get Ezekiel um, or, excuse me, I'm talking about Cleveland, um, or, you know, or my kid out of Alabama. Um, I think a team like Jacksonville. Huh? Derrick Henry, yeah. I think a kid, uh, I mean, a team like Jacksonville is a turning point in this draft. Um they're, they have a young nucleus. They have their quarterback, they have their running back, they have their wide receivers, and they actually have their, their tight ends. 
Um, offensive line is okay, but Blake Broyles still got hit a few times. Um, now you got to remember, last year's number two overall pick was out all season because he blew out his ACL first practice, first, what, 10 minutes of practice or whatever. Um, so he's coming in. So he has a rookie there on the defensive line. There's pressure on Jacksonville's head coach to have a good season. Last year would have been a great opportunity because the NFC, excuse me, the AFC South was very weak last year. Um, your team won it. Not, not this that, year. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, luck might bounce back. We'll see. But I think that's the key. That that pick right there with Jacksonville because of the many opportunities that folks want to get out of it. Jacksonville is missing maybe a decent corner, maybe missing uh, somebody to replace Paul Puzlesny because Paul is uh, a little long in the tooth right now. Um, at middle linebacker, uh, he's been in and out. They already have a very fast and uh, somewhat young defensive line through free agency, as well as um, um, some vets that they got. I mean, some uh, rookies from last year that are now second-year players and their rookie. Um, I think they need to turn it up on on the on their secondary. So I think that's where you're going to get that defensive back play if they don't trade out. Um, again, I think Jerry, he'll he's going to try to find more picks. There's not one player in this draft that I think Jerry's in love with. And you got to remember, you Steven, Steven runs the draft, not Jerry. Go yeah, ahead. I understand. And, and how many, when's the last time, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm trying to think, when's the last time the Cowboys moved and, and accumulated a lot of picks? Um, I'm it, trying it's been to a think while. Of, it's been a while. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, uh, I, I they're not. They're, they're one of these teams that, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but in my opinion, um, they stick with their pick, and um, they do the traditional thing and not moving around too much in the uh, draft and being able to handle what they have with their own picks and not being trying to be trying to be and I just lack of a better word too cute. Um, I, I I really I, I you're right that. Uh, um, so you you could be right that Jacksonville turning point, but I think it's the Cowboys. I I really think it's the Cowboys on um, what's going to happen. I mean, in my opinion, in the next few days, I think number three is going to get uh, tossed uh, to someone else. Um, I don't know who it might be, but somebody may, may want to go up there in three uh, uh, and uh, grab a player and not have the, the um, they worry that uh, the players that they really want will fall to them further in the draft. So they're going to move up and, and try to make a move and, and get that third pick. Uh, history says that the third pick goes when the first two have gone. Um, so that's why I'm going on history. Uh, well, I still think one way or the other, this is going to be extremely um, – we already know what the first two picks are. They're going to be the top two quarterbacks – Everybody's been talking about him. It doesn't make a difference who who goes where. Top two quarterbacks are going to be golf. Uh, top two picks are going to be golf and Wentz. And then 
what whatever happens from there happens from there. Um, the offensive tackle could go. If not, then it, you know somebody's going to take him uh, uh, in, within the next four picks after that. So uh, I, I got to believe I think- that. I gotta believe Go it, 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 it. This is going to be one of the more interesting drafts. It already has because uh, uh, the Rams uh, gave up their pick, and now the Titans have the uh, six out of the first seventy-six, and the Browns have twelve out of out, out, out of the first one hundred. So um, both those teams uh, are in, in two different areas of uh, uh, need. And, and uh, of um, how they're going to play out this season, uh, I'm telling you, the AFC South, my man, believe it or not, just look at the quarterbacks that they got sitting there. You got Bortles, Marietta, Osweiler. Some say he's unproven, but I think he's going to show out um, pretty well. And they got Andrew Luck. And believe it or not, you look at the teams and the players that they have on the team, even discounting the draft, the the the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts are on the short end of the stick, believe it or not, in my opinion, because how bad their defense is compared to the other three teams who have decent defenses, and if uh, Jacksonville's showing up their defense in free agency and, and going to do it in the draft, Houston's got a top five defense. Titans' defense was uh, not the issue on their team; it was the offense. And Indianapolis had issues on the defensive side of the ball um, and really not the offense. And I'm thinking Indianapolis is really on the short end of the stick compared to the other four teams in that in that division. So uh, it's going to be extremely interesting in the AFC. It's going to be – this, this draft is going to be uh, uh, wide open, man. I, I'm really excited to watch this draft. I, I can agree especially on, on on the analysis there, because I think Tennessee is going to surprise a lot of people. I know they have holes, but yep. you add DeMarco Murray to that yep. offense, yep. and you already yep. got Beckham, Yep, you know, a, a receiver, tall, rangy guy. If he can get his act together, you know, become a premier uh, Megatron-type receiver. Um a bunch of opportunities uh, with Tennessee. Um, as you said, I think Andrew Luck and the rest of those guys are are going to feel the pain um, only because the other teams are coming up. Now, Osweiler, I, I think he'll do well. I think he'll do well. I don't think he'll be the answer that you and the rest of your um Texan nation is looking for. Yeah, you know, everybody's saying the same thing, and and and, and you, you're not looking at the history, and that's the problem. People are not looking at the history. Uh, Brian, Brian, Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tom Savage, Matt Schaub, quarterbacks the Houston Texans have had, and two of the last three years. They've either been nine and seven, ten and six, and made the playoffs. So, I mean, what? With what? Uh, Come on! It, it doesn't matter to me. They get a quarterback that has 
that it, it, is a step above those 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 quarterbacks I just named those those uh, mismatched quarterbacks, and you you can't you can't think that that defense that they're playing with right now and Bill O'Brien being able to coach up this quarterback that they can't do better or and go further than they than they have in the last few years since Bill O'Brien's been there, who happens to be a Listen. very good quarterback coach. Um, yeah, who couldn't get his his last two quarterbacks, who he uh, personally worked with when he was in New England, to perform where they needed to be. You're right. Uh, what what were we you? thinking? What can I tell you? There, there was no. There was he's no going to get there. somebody he's never worked with before. Well, well, let me put it this way. Uh, well, let me put it this way. Uh, they bit the bullet and paid money for a quarterback that they saw a lot of. Um, good things out of that can get the football down uh, 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 more accurately than, and had a better head on his shoulders than the other three quarterbacks I just named. Four, four or five quarterbacks I just named. So uh, either flaws with the quarterback was with their arms, their accuracy, uh, mental toughness, or or just the physical ability. I think this kid's got all three of them. And I think a lot of people are shortchanging him, which, which is fine. I understand that um, because he's got a short sample size of ex, of experience. But what he showed, um, I think, is it, it, uh, that he can he can do the job. And uh, a lot of people will debate who's a better teacher of, of the quarterback position. Is it Gary Kubiak or is it Bill O'Brien? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Um, well, that's a good roundup. We we need to move on to uh, bigger and better things here. Let's talk about fantasy baseball. Um, what what's what's going on, JT? How you doing? Well, right. At, currently, I'm tied with my um my uh, uh, opponent this week. Um, I've been keeping track of that since since we we've been on the air. Um, I staged a huge comeback, and I knew that you thought I was going to get blasted last weekend when I was down. I think on Friday, when I was down on Friday, five to thirteen, and came back with a miraculous win and, and pulled it out. I think with ten ten and eight or eleven and eight or something like that. But it looks like Mr. FSP. When I'm looking here, you're going down, and what you're going down in flames. I mean, huge. Uh, no, no, I'm not. You're going down. I'm pulling one of your moves. I'm pulling one of your moves. You're not even close because you don't have the knowledge, experience, or the manpower on your team to do that. I told you about him. Here we go. You should have taken my deal because you would have been better off with uh, Jose Bustista and the company than you are with who you have right now. Um, And Foolish as uh, some of our uh, members are, they dropped a few uh, um, pitchers and that I, without hesitation, picked up um, who can give me uh, good strikeout totals and have already and, and good wins and ERA and whip. And uh, uh, I'm slowly but surely, surely shoring up my pitchers. Um, and Hugh, meaning why you, Darvish, should be back sometime in the 
later part of May, which is going to be even better uh, uh, for me. So uh, I really like my lineup. Um, I really like my lineup. It's not doing too well right now in, in the hitting department. Um, my whip is way down. My ERA is way down. And my strikeout <laughs> total is way up. Way up. Way, way up. And it's nothing. It's not going to do but anything but, but get better. And, and I, I see your strikeout total is not all that. So... Not not this week. I'm, not this week. We're consistent. I'm, we are consistent. I'm, I'm just like you know the the story of the tur- tortoise and the hare. hare right? Go out oh, there yeah. fast. There go. go out there fast and burn yourself out. The tortoise tortoise is steady as we go. By the finish, the the hare have burnt itself out, and the, and the tortoise will in a slow methodical way walk the hair down and cross the finish line first. That's all I got to say. What can I tell you? What I'm can not I tell as good as me. You stink in fantasy oh, baseball. You, you stink. No, I do not. I'm telling you, you should not uh, even play it. Well, I'm ahead of you. I'm ahead of you. And, not, you know, it's a wonderful I, thing. And I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the hair. I'm not the hair. This is what's uh, going to happen. Here we this is what's going to happen. And and I'm telling you what's going to happen. Come Monday morning, I'm going to be second. I'm going to be second because you know why? Because the guy who's beating you, because you let him beat you by uh, astronomical and back, bit, bit slapping you it's so not much. It's over with. It is not over with. He, he's going to beat you by so much. He, it, you're not. If you get eight out of this, I'll be surprised. If you get eight. On your side, I will extremely be surprised. He he's he he he's beating you so bad for the whole week on a Friday, and today he's beating you that you're so far down. There's no way that you're going to recover, and you're going to be third. I'll be second, and he'll be first. Here we go. He's not that far behind me, and he's really not that far behind you because I'm only one or two behind you, two or three, two or three behind you, and with his. With his lead right now, he'll take first place in our division. So, I mean, it is what it is, uh, but you'll be behind me come come Monday morning. Behind well, me. As, as you said, the tortoise and the hare, I am uh, I'm, I'm somewhere in between. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to make the playoffs, and that's it. I want to thank you for Victor Martinez. Um, that was a, you can have Victor. I got bigger and better things to fry than Victor. Trust me. He's too 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 inconsistent. I didn't want to let him go, but I'm looking at other things, other uh, other players that uh, are coming up on the horizon. So, um, it is what it is. I maxed my uh, players out for the last two weeks. I'm happy with my pitching staff, um, and I'm just I got to get my bats now together. I'm ha- really happy with my pitchers. I can't believe the pitchers I have now. Even though uh, Wayne Wright, you couldn't and, draft him. Uh, <laughs> e- even though, hey, not not everything is one in the draft. Okay, I mean you get players that that get dropped for whatever reason, which was stupid. I would never drop Jeff Samarja. There's no way. I would have never stopped dropped Stephen Matz. No way. 
And both of those players got dropped, and you know what? I picked them up real quick. High strikeout guys got on teams that are going to score some runs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. Well, that's make, it that is makes no is. sense. Well, let, real quick, real quick, we got 60 seconds left to live there, and we're probably going to go mm-hmm. to overtime just briefly. But mm-hmm. the home run, strikeout, and uh, steal derby is going on, and mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of the pack for the uh, home runs and strikeouts. I am at the top of the pack for steals, which is expected because I am that good um, at picking those players. But I didn't want the, um, I didn't want the, I wasn't, didn't didn't even worry about that. I wanted the strikeouts, which I I think I'm going to overtake the leader right now. Oh and no, you I'm, are I'm, not. I'm leading. I'm leading in the. Uh, I'm leading. You're not you're not paying attention to what's going on and, and the amount of strikeouts he has now compared to what I'm accumulating. He, um, I understand, but he's uh, averaging about 80, 80 to ninety a week. He is killing it, dude. DBO, Dirty Waters is killing it in strikeouts. You think so? You think so? Have you looked? This, yeah. Have you looked this week? Have you looked this week? I have. I have, have you not, looked? I have not. I, have you looked this week? I will admit. Well, I have not. Have you looked this? Week? I'd be surprised if he had 35 right now. I really would be surprised if he has 35. And I'm looking at him right now. I'm going to look at it right now. I'm extremely surprised because I've been I've been tracking it, and I'd be really surprised if he has 35. Okay, he's got 38. 38. So you're surprised? <laughs> no, no, I'd be, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised because because uh, he won't get to 50. I'd be surprised if he gets to 50 here. And all you need, all you don't need to catch him in one week. You just need to um, slowly but surely uh, have more strikeouts. Yeah, right now I almost got almost got him doubled. Right now, right now, what sixty five or something like that? <laughs> trust me, trust me, trust me. <laughs> uh, I know how to play this game, man. I got, I got, oh yeah, fifty nine, and I got. How many how many pitchers do I have running here? I got two pitchers, one pitcher now. I got another pitcher pitching later today, and I got three tomorrow. <laughs> I know how to play this game. I know how to play this game. We shall see. We I'm shall see. Two, All right. Well. And, and I'm, I'm two out of two. Let me put it that way. I'm taking two out of two. And if two out of two is because I only played two. I wasn't worried about stolen bases. Uh, you can't predict stolen bases, really. That's yeah, that's can. probably the hardest. That, that's probably the hardest category to pick, because most guys that steal bases have no power. Most guys that's who fine, steal bases but, have no power. But they hit. And, 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 but they hit for average, and they also get on base by walks, and that's the most important thing because those are other categories that you'll yeah. accumulate in. You'll get base mm-hmm. hits. You'll get uh, steals. You might get doubles. You might get triples. I make up for that with the guys that have power. They, they knock those, rates too. They knock those guys in with doubles and home runs, uh, and they okay. they add up real quick. Well, we shall see, JT ATM money. Uh, we're coming to the end of this show, and uh, I just want to let everybody know that this has not been a, a good. Two weeks for me, fantasy baseball. But I will tell you this, as far as Jerry goes, 
this is his thing. If it ever plays. Did it play? Baseball, man. I didn't hear Whatever. nothing. You suck at fantasy baseball, man. Absolute power. I, 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 corrupts. Absolutely. And I'm one corruptible guy. <laughs> That's why I played it. That's exactly why I played it. So anyway, with that being said, dude, it's, it's, it's nice to be on the phone with you again. Uh, Same here. We're going to talk, uh, well, for me, Friday and uh, also next Saturday. I uh, just finished my master's, so I should have that that uh, sheepskin posted on my Facebook page uh, in a matter of a month or so. And uh, it's on and popping. You will now call me the master because I have the papers to prove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? When that happen? Oh, it, it'll... Uh, I just finished the course, dude. So at the uh, in May June time frame, I'll have my uh, my diploma, my master's diploma. Really? Yes, it, sir. Is it is the first in in in, in making? Uh, yeah, brother. I'm I'm looking at probably doing a PhD, um, in education. If I go back to Germany, I'm going to start the program there. And uh, get a, a, a doctorate in education. So I'm gonna be a doctor before I leave this career field. I mean, before I leave this career. So. And we're, we're I'm talking about with with the uh, e, uh, Mr. Nine. Mr. Nine, what are you talking about? E nine. Oh, oh. Uh, hopefully that'll come with it, but the eight. I'll find out about that eight in in June. I'm hearing mm-hmm. things. I'm hearing things, but uh, you never know until it actually comes down the pipe. You know what I mean? That's a big step, man. I mean, from from eight to eight to nine, that's a big step. No, 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 no. I'm I'm seven. It'll be seven to eight. I, I understand that, but more or less the eight's there. What I'm saying is. Eight to nine is a big step, especially responsibility-wise, and and, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, the 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 company that that you keep, especially in the nine. Well, that's why I'm picking up golf. Dealing with a (laughs) set of people. Yeah, that's why I picked up golf. So I went out and played golf. (laughs) We got some golf clubs. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, it's true. You're right. That's why I I say, but you. Mhm. Mhm. So I know how to play the game now. The pyramid gets smaller going to the top. So. I know. I know. But it's what we're gonna do, brother man. Mm Mhm. All right. Um. But I'll let you get out of here. I'll check you out for uh for the show, and I tell Jeff and and Black I said what's up. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's going to conclude this week's edition of, oh, come on, music. Play. Hello? Hello? I'm waiting for it Fantasy, sports, politics. Sports and politics. (laughs) Yeah, you know. What what in the world? All right, we're out of here because this is. 
Blog Talk Radio, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. We're out. See ya.